welcome to Diary of a Foster Mama. I am brand new to the world of podcasting, not really very good at it, so you'll have to bear with me. This is actually like the third time I've tried to record this podcast. The first time I forgot to hit record, so that was kind of a bummer. And the second time I think I mentioned like where we live or like our county that we're in, and I wasn't sure how to edit that out. So I'm just recording it. So anyway, hopefully third time's a charm and I'll um, get through it this time. Anyway, um, podcasting. So the reason that I want to podcast is basically to kind of pay it forward. I have spent the last probably six months um, scouring the interwebs for anything I could find on foster parenting and have listened to so many great podcasts from different foster moms um, and have just learned so much, have gained so much, you know, what has worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, um, just do's and don'ts and just hearing about you know, the daily ins and outs of foster care. I've also read quite a few books on it, and hearing from experts and psychologists and therapists and all of that is also valuable and is really great, but in my opinion, there's really nothing like just the average mom out there who's doing foster care, and I just love to hear their stories and um, their experiences, and it's really... Yeah, just kind of giving me the motivation and encouragement and strength to jump into this myself uh, with my husband and kids, of course. So as an introduction, um, I am married. I've been married for, it'll be, gosh, 18 years in June. Um, married at my high school sweetheart. Um, we got married very young. I was 21 and he was 22. Um, don't necessarily recommend it, but it's, it's worked out pretty well for us. Um, and I'm 39, uh, right now. In a couple months, I'm going to be 40. Um, so I'm feeling, feeling really old. But anyway, um, and we have three, uh, bio kids, ages 12, 11, and my youngest is almost nine. So... I won't go into how we started, you know, the process and all of that, thinking we would foster, um, but I do want to focus on what felt like a really momentous day. Just this past Friday, uh, we finally had our home study, and I always thought the home study would kind of be like the very first thing you did. Um, They would come out and check your home, and then you would apply to be a foster parent and all of that. But for us, at least in our county, um, getting a home study is the very last thing that you do um, after you've done your clearances and filled out all your paperwork, gotten your references. Uh, We had like a preliminary interview um, downtown at the agency. Um, And I should mention, we're going through our county agency. We are are not going um, through a private agency. Uh, That's a whole other podcast as to why we we chose to do it that way. Uh, But so far, we're happy with our choice. Um, Then we did uh, our training, our training sessions. And the woman who conducted our training sessions was actually the one who came out to our house on Friday to do our home study. So she came in and basically 
um, looked through the house to make sure it was safe for a placement. Um, I will admit it was pretty stressful uh, the days and weeks leading up to it. I'm not the best housekeeper. Um, and so I spent a lot of time cleaning and organizing. Um, we actually recently did a remodel in part um, because some things needed updating, but also in part to prepare to be foster parents. And um, anyway, so it's just it's been a busy couple of months. And our home study was a day we were really looking forward to, but it was also kind of stressful trying to get everything done and prepped. Um, we tried to knock any outstanding projects off our list. It was kind of like nesting. Uh, I remember being pregnant and you are just trying to get everything done before the baby comes because you know once the baby comes you're going to have no time and no energy left to, to do house projects. So that's kind of been our frame of thought, uh, our frame of mind. Um, and we've just been, yes, we've been very busy. So anyway, sorry, I'm driving while doing this, which probably isn't, you know, the smartest thing to do, but that's what I'm doing here. Anyway, so if you hear my GPS in the background, that might be kind of distracting. Sorry about that. So anyway, Friday, um, she comes through her house. She looks through everything, um, looks in closets, um, some of the kind of quirky, funny things you have to do as a foster parent that you wouldn't typically do as just a normal parent, quote unquote. Um, you have to have a no smoking sign posted which is kind of humorous. Uh, even though my husband and I don't smoke, I guess we have to have something on our wall that says no smoking, I guess in case guests come, just so they're like well-informed that they can't smoke in the house. I don't know, it's kind of funny. Um, we have to have fire extinguishers, which is kind of random too. Uh, you have to keep a fire extinguisher under your kitchen sink. So we had to go out and get one of those. And then the big things, um, changes kind of we had to make. Um, I always kept cleaning supplies like in the bathrooms under the um, kitchen vanity. But um, you can't do that. Uh, they have to be kept up high out of uh, reach for little ones. So we moved all the cleaning supplies to like a central place uh, in the hallway and are keeping them up really high. And same with medicines. You can't um, keep medicines. Like even my kids have allergy meds and stuff. And we just kind of always kept them on the counter in the bathroom because it was really convenient. Um, can't do that anymore. Um, so anyway, little, little things like that. She came through our house. We, we passed that part of the home study fine. And then we basically just spent a lot of time talking. And um, she had some questions for us. And she had uh, a lot of good questions. Uh, one of the questions she asked was, what was our daily routine? Or our weekly routine? And what was our routine on the weekends? And how was having foster children going to impact that so yeah we we had thought about that ahead of time um for example like on the weekends you know we shared with her that right now uh, since our kids are older and they're pretty independent you know my husband and I both like sleeping in so we'll sleep in on a Saturday morning and uh, my 11 year old is typically the first one up and she'll wake up at 7 or 7 30 and she'll go downstairs 
on Saturday mornings. They are allowed to watch TV, so she'll just flip on the TV and then go help herself to breakfast. And my husband and I can just kind of sleep in, which is really nice, and we've gotten really used to that. Um, we obviously know that once uh, we have foster kids, that's no longer going to be uh, a luxury, so to speak, that we have. Um, when one of the foster children is awake, then one of us has to be awake. Um, and then we just talked about, like, weekly routines and extracurricular activities and, you know, just how that was all going to affect our, our day-to-day life. Um, and then we had some questions for her as well. Uh, which she was very great about answering. All in all, it, it was like a four-hour thing. I didn't realize it would be quite that long, but um, the time went it went by pretty fast, though. Um, but the most interesting thing about our home study was um, she actually said, um, this is kind of unusual, you guys, um, but I actually have a placement that I would like you to consider. There's no pressure. Um, this isn't something you have to do, but and it doesn't exactly fit your profile of um, the kids you were, you know, hoping to have. But I wanted you to consider this. <coughs> so uh, we said, okay, well, tell us about it. And she said we were really needing a placement for a nine-year-old girl and her younger three, almost four-year-old brother. Um, she said they, they came into care last week and we actually didn't have anyone in our county that was available to take them at all. And unfortunately, they ended up having to place the children outside of our county about an hour away, which was not an ideal situation, but that's just what they had to do. So the kiddos are, are kind of in a temporary foster home, and they're really looking to get them moved back into our county. A bio mom is in our county, and they um, are going to be having weekly visits with bio mom. So, you know, they felt it was important that they would be local. And this is, you know, kind of the area they're used to. And she said, no pressure, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted you guys to consider it. And we were like, okay, well, yeah, you know, we're definitely willing to, to think about it or at least to get more background information. And she said, if you wanted to get more information, you need to call one of our home finders, which I thought was hilarious that that was like someone's actual title within the agency. Apparently the agency has two home finders. And um, she said, I want you to go ahead and call um, Peter. That's not his real name, but... Uh, for privacy stuff. I'll just call him Peter. Call Peter and he can give you a little bit more information. He may have already found a family already. I know he was looking all day today. She said this was this was this past Friday. And um, but give him a call if, if they're still looking for a family and you guys are considerate, you know, you can do that. So we said, okay, we'll think about it. Um, she ended up going then through our attic and our basement and our barn slash garage and looking at everything. Uh, even though those areas aren't finished, uh, the attic was fine. Uh, we didn't have a smoke detector up there, so we're going to have to add that. Um, I thought you only needed smoke detectors in finished areas, but apparently you need one in the attic, which I guess makes sense in case a fire would start up there. Uh, the basement was fine and checked out. And then our barn slash garage, we had some like lawn fertilizer and different chemicals. 
um, just kind of sitting on the floor. And we're going to have to move those and just, like, put them up high on a shelf, which makes sense. Uh, but other than that, she said we were good to go. We filled out some paperwork. And she went on her way, and she said we were a licensed foster care home. So uh, my husband and I talked a lot about it. We prayed about it. And we said, you know what? You know, these two kids aren't exactly in our profile, but maybe we can be flexible. When we originally applied, you kind of fill out a profile for what ages of children and what types of needs um, that you're, you're willing to take. And our ideal situation was ages 8 and under. Um, keeping birth order is something that was pretty important to us. So being that we have a 12, 11, and 8-year-old, she's almost 9, um, you know, we thought, okay, 8 and under, and we preferred school age. It's been a, a long time since I have taken care of babies and toddlers and preschoolers, and I'm not necessarily looking to go back to that age, so I was thinking school age. But that's not what we were presented with exactly. Um, the girl is nine, so she'd be a little older than our youngest. And, you know, a little guy who's three, almost four. Um, but again, after prayer and feeling like we should be flexible on that, we decided that maybe this would be a really good first placement for our family. So I emailed Peter, the home finder, uh, that was his preferred method of contact, and said, you know, listen, we're, we're wanting to um, at least get some more background information. I guess that's how we started. We, we wanted to find out more details and um, more needs. So sent him uh, that email and gave him my cell phone number and at 3.30 when I was in the school pickup line uh, picking up my kids from school he calls and um, I, well I actually I looked down at my phone and I it didn't recognize the number and my kids are literally getting in the minivan at that moment and I just am like oh my gosh what if it's Peter I need to answer it so I did and it was kind of a dumb move because the kids are getting in the car and it's kind of noisy and I'm looking at the kids and giving them you know the eyes and being like shh I'm on the phone you know and trying to tell them to be quiet but um so I think I heard most of the information he told me um and unfortunately as I think is often the case he didn't have a ton of background information to give me um being that the kids just came into care a week ago yeah he was I could tell he was kind of rustling papers around and looking at their file uh, he had their names, their ages, um, a little bit of background about why they were removed, but just not not a lot of details at all. So he told me what he had, and again, I'd say we th we'd think about it, and then, um, yeah, I guess I jumped ahead a little bit in the story earlier, but yeah, after, after, we, after I got that phone call and we got a little bit of background information, um, we texted family and friends and said, you know this is the situation, can you believe this? Like, everyone was asking how our home study was, and we're like, well, the home study went well, and guess what? We actually, you know, they want us to take a placement already. Um, just, like, a couple hours after our home study. So, please pray for us. We just, you know, we want to make a good decision. This first placement, I'll be honest, 
seems like a really, really huge deal because it's our first one and because we have bio kids in the mix, um, there just feels like this kind of pressure to make sure that this first placement goes well. Um, and you know just fear of failure and you don't want to mess this up and you you want it to be a positive at least a mostly positive experience for your kids as well um it wasn't their idea to do foster care uh it was our idea they're open to it and they're supportive uh but i don't know there's just it just feels like a lot of pressure making sure this first placement is a good match and um but anyway, like I said, we did decide to say yes. Um, I that was when I, I emailed um, Peter back and said, you know, listen, we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna take them. And that was Friday. That was Friday evening. So everyone had left the office already. I'm recording this podcast actually on Sunday, so the agency offices won't open up again till Monday. But Peter did tell me on the phone. Um, that they were looking to transfer the children as soon as possible. Like, they'd love to do it on Monday if we would decide to take them. So I'm thinking that we could possibly get these kids tomorrow. And um, we have spent all weekend just, we we sat down with the kids. That was, like, the first thing we did. Uh, The kids came home from school, and I was like, listen, guys, and I, I told them the scenario and told them the kids' names, and, you know, they really need a home. You know, they want to live in our county, and right now they're outside of our county, and, you know, what do you guys think of this? And immediately my youngest was excited. She's kind of my adventurous soul anyway, and um, she was immediately on board, very excited. Uh, My middle child, who's a little, also uh, a girl, who's just a little bit more cautious, you know, she had some questions, and but she said she she thought that would be good. And um, one big thing I wanted to talk to them about, I said, you know, guys, we have you know we have one extra bedroom for foster kids. Um, we had bunk beds in that room. Um, part of our remodeling process was moving our master bedroom. Technically, we only had a three bedroom house, so we moved our master bedroom into an upstairs den area, um, so that we would have a fourth bedroom. And I said, since this placement is a girl, a nine-year-old girl, and her three-year-old brother, they can't share a room. I said, so that would mean my girls who share their room now, I said, you guys would have to share your room with a nine-year-old. So there would be three of you in that room. And it is a, it's a nice large room, so we should be able to make that work. But that's something you guys really have to think about. And then her little brother would have her own, his own room you know, what do you think about that? And again, youngest, totally on board. She thinks it's going to be great. And my older daughter's thinking about, she's like, oh, and she, she asked me a couple of good questions and we talked about it for a little while. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I think we could try that. I think that could work. So she came around and was on board. Uh, my son, who is 12, is, um, he's 12, like going on 16. You know, he's the whole preteen. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. But anyway, he uh, he's a guy of few words, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that could work." And um, I know he was probably secretly a little bit disappointed, um, since he has two sisters. I know he would love to have um, 
a foster sibling that was a boy that was maybe a little older, kind of like a playmate. But um, he was he was cool, and he's actually really great with younger kids. So I think the placement's going to work out pretty well. He'll be a good good big brother for however long the kids are with us. So anyway, so we sat down, we got their uh, approval, um, and so at this point we're just waiting to hear back. Uh, again, the agency offices. Um, open up again on Monday morning and I'm just gonna wait to hear from them we spent this weekend getting some bedding um, and I reached out to friends and family for you know a friend of mine has a rocking chair um, you know I still was rocking my three and four year olds or like reading them a bedtime story in a rocking chair and then tucking them in um, we'll see if this little guy likes that, but that's what I did with my kids, and I have long gotten rid of my rocking chair. So we borrowed that from a friend. I went and bought um, like new packs of new clean underwear and socks and pajamas. I have no idea what clothes the kids will be bringing with them. Um, statistics say, and what I've heard from other podcast mamas, is typically very little, um, often ill-fitting. So I'm just, yeah, doing that. I bought some clothes for the nine-year-old, um, but I didn't want to buy too much because I kind of, I mean, who knows, is, is she more of a tomboy? Is she girly girly? I don't know. I'd like her to be able to maybe pick some things out. And um, for the little guy, he probably is less opinionated, um, being almost four. Um, but I have friends who have some clothes, Um that I'm going to borrow from them and yeah just getting their room set up and uh, yeah I'm hopeful to be able to talk to the temporary foster mom I don't know if that's kosher and I don't know if that's typically done but my plan anyway when I talk to the agency is to ask hey can I talk to the other foster mom like you know some questions I'd love to know like is the three-year-old potty trained? I can't assume, even though he's almost four, that he's he's necessarily potty trained. Do I need to be having diapers in my house or pull-ups for night? Um, I don't know. Um, and, you know, what clothes do they have? What size, you know, do they have, sh- you know, good shoes? Do I need to be buying any of this stuff? What foods do they like? Um, just trying to think of everything that I could possibly do to make the transition for them a little smoother. Um, it's got to be so stressful and so hard for these kids, you know, being pulled out of an environment that obviously wasn't good for them or healthy for them, but it's also the only environment they've ever known. And then to spend a week in a temporary foster placement and then be moved again to our home it's a lot of insecurity for two very vulnerable kids. And so, I don't know, anything I can do to make their transition smoother by having, like, favorite foods or things they're used to eating, if, even if it's not stuff that I would normally feed them, I'm thinking that would be good. Um, I am open to any and all suggestions from people as far as, you know, tips for the first night at home or the first 24 hours or um, anything like that but that's kind of where we're at now Um, I just uh, yeah I don't know 
I guess I officially made it through uh, my first podcast and I hope to keep updating it as we continue this journey. Thank